So the to-dos were things more like emails or calling somebody back or more like things that weren't really that important, but maybe important to somebody else. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Sarah Larby. You are listening to Where Should I Invest? I hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. If you haven't yet left a rating and review, if you could do so, that would be awesome. So today's guest is Gary Hibbert, who is an investment realtor ninja, and he left his nine to five job as well. And we have a great conversation. He's been on the show before. And today's conversation is about his income goal setting for success. We talk about time blocking to regain control. We talk about his story, how he quit his job using real estate investing and designing the life that he wants and how you can do the same. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And also if you are interested in learning about the Burr strategy by Renovate Rent Refinance Repeat, check out the Burr Freedom Community at sarahlarby.com. And now let's bring Gary in. Gary, welcome back to another episode with you and me. How are you? I am fantastic, Sarah. Thank you for having me here. Always love our conversations. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always, it's an honor to know who you are and what you've done and what you've built. And congratulations on your retirement. We haven't had a drink yet, so we need to have know, one soon. I know, and I'm drinking uh, matcha green tea right now, so not, okay. not quite wine. <laughs> well, I got water right now, so all right, we'll, we'll have to do another one, obviously, with alcohol then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I wanted to bring you back on because you've been retired, quote unquote, for uh, a while longer than me, and you know, I wanted to figure out how you, you did the, you know, the transition, but then also like how you maneuvered through it afterwards and, and got all your schedule and your, your goals lined up and all that stuff. So maybe we can start with, and I would just say, I would preface this and say, if you guys haven't heard of Gary's background, just go to another episode in the past or go to Gary's podcast and you can definitely uh, learn about him there. But let's say, let's start from like Gary, where you had enough to leave your full-time job. Walk us through that and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So I think it really always kind of goes back to the, and we'll get into the whole goal. I think goal setting is obviously number one. So it's goal setting and then we'll get into the time management and task and, and how you kind of, you know, manage and sort through, through a day. And so it, it always kind of starts off with knowing the, the end in mind. Right. And that end in mind doesn't mean like you're, you're, 10 or 20 year goal, but even like just that one year goal, I think is incredibly important. So like I always talk about, like on my whiteboard, you, you always want to work with one year timeframes. So one of the very first things that I did was, um, and I learned this from Jim Rohn is I did this brainstorm where you write down 75 to a hundred things that you want to accomplish. doesn't matter when, just write them all down. Then when you're done, you put a one, you put a three, you put a five, and then you put a 10 which represents the years. And so the three, five, 10, that stuff can go away and you're maybe like a journal or someplace else, but you don't wanna put those on your whiteboard. And so what that does now is that it gives you clear direction and focus on what you want to accomplish in that one year. Um, and you've heard of SMART goals, right? Yeah. And maybe but people that are listening to this. Let's them for the listeners. Yeah, so SMART goals are specific, measurable, um, attainable, relevant and time. And so when we started Smart Home Choice, 
that was where we came up with the name. I'm not sure if I've told you this before, but that's how we came up with the name smart. Yeah. Smart home choice, because everything has to be geared towards smart goals. So you can't write down, well, I want to be a millionaire uh, at the end of the year because, well, that's not attainable. And so for everything you write down is it's gotta be with some type of um, precision. And that's what the smart goals are all about. And so when we write down our goals, we put down what we want, and then we put a month beside it. So June or August or whatever it is that you want. Okay. Then when you want to know when I, when I quit my job, what that looked like. Yeah. So, I mean, you obviously you built your portfolio enough that you were able to leave your job and, you know, maybe just walk us through that day where, where you decided to take the leap and, and, and actually if you want to tie it back to the goals that you had set for yourself is if that's what it was, then you can tie that back in as well. Yeah. So, so one of the things that we, when I was ready to leave is I actually wrote down the month that I was going to leave and, uh, and no word of a lie that same month is when I actually left. And so everything can be um, designed. I 100% truly believe that. And so what I also wrote down was how much income did I want to make before I left? Um, Now, I wasn't going to be able to replace my income fully, but I wanted to have at least enough to cover my mortgage, my tax, and my insurance. And the the rest I was going to figure out along the way because I also wrote down my income was how much did I want to make that year? And I can, I can also honestly tell you that to this day, whatever I've written down, we've either been 10 to 20,000 shy, either shy or above what we've written down. And so it goes to show you that you can actually um, have a full, fully designed life if you want to. Now, what's even more important than that? So when I left, here was the hard part was that I wasn't good at truly managing my day because now I had an extra eight hours or I had an extra like 10 hours. I'm like, Oh my God, like, how am I going to do this now? Because I didn't have a full-time job now because most of the stuff I was doing was when I got home and then until like, you know, midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So I guess what I'll share here is that this can be modified. This can be changed, but there's just, there's some basic simple principles that, that I think you need to follow. And so what I did was I went out and I, and I bought an agenda. Okay. And if you ever take a look at the agenda, like it always has like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So it's got your days. The day I, I tried doing it by the day because it also has the hours in there as well too. And it was a complete disaster for me. Like I just, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't understand it. Everything was all messed up. And so what I did was I said, okay, you know what? Screw it. Forget, forget the days and the agenda. And I'll use my calendar, my actual, my phone, my iPhone. And so what I did was I broke them down to, to do Then I put a column called personal. And then I put a column called important. So the to do's were things more like emails or calling somebody back or more like things that weren't really that important, but maybe important to somebody else. Then the personal was just like my personal shit, like things I had to get done, like renew my sticker, renew license, whatever it may be. And then the important, this is the most important piece to all of this, was what tied to what's behind me or on my, on my whiteboard. And so any day that I woke up, I would look at what was important for me that day or that week, because this was like a week calendar or week um, view of what was going to happen. And so that's what I'm talking about intent and design, because even though getting back to somebody's email or, or phone call is important to somebody else, 
not important to me. It's not important to, yeah. And so that now, and, and, and there's a bit of selfishness to it, but it also comes back to, um, you know, when you're on a plane and they say, um, put your oxygen mask on first before you put it on your child. And the reason being is, is I will look after me for you and you look after you for me. And that's essentially what all this is all about, because how can I help? Like, especially where I am now, or where you are, how can I help somebody if I don't have the proper systems and processes in place? And that's what this all does is helps to organize um, your, your day-to-day, week-to-week activities. And, and so I have now lived a life of design. Now I'm still learning, don't get me wrong, I definitely haven't got it perfected, but, but, but it's definitely made the day so much better because I know I can wake up on a Monday and go, beautiful, I know what my day is gonna look like for the most part. Right, because I mean, that's the scary thing, right? You, you take the leap out of the corporate world and I mean, like personal, me personally, I still want to be motivated. I still want to get things done. I still want to feel productive, but I do yeah. I really like your, your piece on splitting it with your, your to do's, the, you know, like personal stuff personal. and then important stuff. How yeah. much time do you dedicate to the important stuff? And when during the week do you, do you schedule that? The important stuff just has to get done that week. Then it gets scheduled into my, into my calendar. So for example, if I've got a newsletter that's coming out on Thursday, that newsletter gets plotted in my calendar, but I don't really give it a time or a day in my agenda. It just gets jotted down. And then the important thing is I always get a highlighter with me. And so once it's completed, I always highlight. You know what a highlighter does? It's like getting a like on Instagram or Facebook. It's the exact. <laughs> same thing and it releases the same type of endorphins and all that stuff that makes you feel good because then you can go back and take a look and say holy shit like look what I have accomplished in my life and so the next thing that's important is when you go to the next week there's only four things that you can ever do with anything that you write down in in your agenda okay is either you do it right meaning that you highlight it you defer it meaning that you you can bring it forward you, you delegate it, meaning, well, it's still important, but I need somebody else to do that for me. Or you delete it, meaning it was never important anyways. And so by using that system, it's just, it, it allows me to now really put things into perspective. And again, always focusing on what's behind me, right? My, on my whiteboard, because if I don't, then I'm living somebody else's dreams, you know? And, and then guess what they have planned for me? Not much. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do like your idea that you mentioned, you write down like 75 things and then based on the 75 things that you want to accomplish, you put a one, a three, a five or a 10 and you know, you can really start dissecting those goals. And how often, how often do you, do you look back at your goals and how often do you tweak them? And when do you even do them? Like, can you walk us through some of that? Yeah, sure. So then what I'll do is, um, in July, um, I will then revisit the whiteboard. Um, and I see it every day when I walk into my office. So it's the first thing that I see. I don't look at it all the time, but I think from a um, subconscious level, I truly believe my brain just is picking it up. So I kind of know what's on there. Then by July, um, I will take a look at it. I'll put a check mark besides the ones that I've accomplished. 
And then if there's things on there where it's like, it's not aligning anymore because you know, it, it, it's okay. It doesn't you, like everything you put it down on the whiteboard for the whole year, you don't have to do them all. And this is what you call mid course correction. And so now in that mid course correction, you could take them off. You can maybe move it and put it in your, in your longer term goals because the best way, and this, uh, you know, I love the analogy stuff is if you're sailing from, you know, uh, Canada and you're going to England, um, what's the likelihood that you're going to hit waves and uh, winds? And, and so, of course, you're going to go off track. And so this is what you call your mid-course correction. So I would like to revisit that at least um, once every six months to kind of see where, where I'm going. Okay. Now, can you give us an example of like, so you left your job and what yeah. was one of the goals that you had and how did you, you know, make sure that it was, uh, you know, it was, it was in the right course that you, uh, as you were course correcting or whatnot, that you were still moving forward with that goal? Yeah. So one of the big goals that we wanted, I mean, it was a lot if I had to kind of go back and think of it like that one particular year when we left, but it was, it was about the membership and growing that membership and how many members did we want to have? Because the membership was going to allow the, the smart home choice to continue to function. Like, I mean, the membership isn't a big money making part of the business. And I think some people think that it is, but, but it really isn't. It really just keeps things moving. Um, so that was one big thing. And then obviously the other goal that I had could look at the end of the day. I mean, look, I know money isn't everything, but I still kind of rank it up as high as oxygen. Like you, you, you need it. Right. And so then also I, I put, you know, what, what type of income that I wanted to make for the year um, and how many homes that I wanted to purchase as well too. So then that also helped with the, the cash flow coming in and creating that wealth. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. I want to take a quick pause from the podcast to introduce you to some of my amazing contractors on this week's episode. I wanted to introduce you to Rob and Joel from White's Elm Design Build. And Rob and Joel just finished my major renovations on my latest Burlington project. And it was a full renovation and absolutely worth it. They've been super easy to work with. I wanted to give you guys some insights on some of the services that they offer their clients. And they focus on Oakville to Hamilton and beyond, but they're really great. Like if you guys are ever in a property and you want to FaceTime or video call Rob or Joel, they can actually give you some insights on what to look for and also how much we are looking at renovations. Because if you're thinking about doing a flip or a burr project, the rhino part is really important to get right to also figure out how much it's going to cost and what renos are going to be needed to get the actual maximum after repair value. So super important. They will gladly do these video calls or conference calls with you guys to give you some of those insights. They're really good at getting back to clients quickly. They can also do physical walkthroughs. If you guys are thinking about purchasing a property or you have it under contract, they can do that with you. They're super professional and uh, they've been very involved in my latest project and uh, really on the ball. So super easy to communicate with. They finished on time, on budget, which is really important as we know. And they've got a whole team of trades. They line them up so that they're as efficient as possible. 
and they work with a lot of investors, but they also do some of the higher end flip types of projects too. So they work on everything in between. They're fully licensed, insured, WSIB covered. So feel free to reach out to them. They are able to be found at whitealmdesignbuild.com. That is whitealmdesignbuild.com. Or you can send them an email, joel, J-O-E-L, at white elmdesignbuild.com or rob at whiteelmdesignbuild.com. Good luck on your next projects. Now back to the show. That's interesting. That's really cool. I mean, and, and you know, the other thing I would, I will preface is, you know, and you mentioned in the beginning, when you left your full-time job, you had more than one source of income, right? So like you had your real estate, which was, you know, I'm sure doing a good chunk for you, but then you had your you just mentioned you had a few other things like how many you know how many realistically how many different sources of income would you recommend that somebody have and like what are some ideas of those different sources um in order to to be able to say you know i don't have to replace my income dollar for dollar i can bring some of these other ideas in or these other things that will help supplement it yeah i don't know if i can say how many sources of income i think that's obviously going to vary from from person to person but I think what you need to do is, is, is reverse engineer anything that you're going to do. So you should always know where do I want to be? How much income do I want to make? And then you can start working on how do I, how do I get to that number? Is it three homes? Is it three student rentals? Is it burrs? Is it maybe only single family? Maybe you don't want to replace your income. Maybe you still like your job. Maybe you just want to take some extra vacations. So it, it's, it's super important to always know where your end is going to be. And, I, and, and I've shared this story before was like, you know, I got to the point where I was like, oh my God, I want to get like a hundred doors. Like I was starting to go there and then I lost sight of what was really important to me. And so then I had to kind of pull it back. So well, hold on a second. No, I don't need a hundred doors. I'm not knocking anybody that has a hundred doors. I'm just saying it wasn't important for me because what was important for me was to get to a certain amount of income each and every month that then allowed me to do calls like this, do my own podcast, um, maybe start like a, a mentorship program, helping coach other people, do the things that were more important to me than real estate investing. Because I'll let you in on a secret. I don't know if I ever told you this either, but like, I don't like real estate investing. <laughs> right? I like, I like what it does for me. I like the lifestyle that it creates for me you know, managing tenants and dealing with leaky faucets and all that stuff is, it's not really exciting and sexy to me. Um, but what it allows me to do, that's, that's the most important piece. Yeah. The lifestyle. Um, I mean, that's yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't particularly like brick and mortar either, but I, I love the, the opportunity it gives us that we wouldn't have otherwise working a job for 35 years and retiring on RSPs. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it is, it is about the lifestyle. So, so can you share like some of the things that you got to do in terms of a lifestyle perspective then uh, once you've left and then what are like some like new hobbies maybe you, you took on or like some just different things like, you know, you're, you're famous for the mini retirements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one coming up soon. The floor and you need to kind of just share if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so what was, uh, what, what did real estate allow me to do? It allowed me to 
man, I, I always want to take more vacations. And so the amount of vacations that I've taken, obviously outside of COVID, um, was, was a lot more than I thought I ever would have been able to do when I was in my corporate job. Um, it, it gave me the ability to take flying lessons. It was, it was like just incredible um, to be able to do that. And, and again, it was just because I just wrote them down. So I had my, and I guess I should share this too because I did it in the beginning, is that I had the business goals then more importantly as well too, I also had the personal goals. And so I wrote down all the things that I wanted to do personally. And so flying was, was a huge one, you know, to be uh, up, up in a plane and just kind of seeing uh, just the world from another view. And, um, and especially when you're in that corporate world, you just don't think anything like that could ever be possible. But that's when you really start to now dream and, 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 and see things in a different, different light. Um, that was one of them. We wrote down a cottage. Um, and here's the funny thing with the cottage. And this is why it's important to write down a hundred things is that we put the cottage on the whiteboard. It was like three or four, no, it was longer than about five or six years ago. And then what we do is at the end of the year is we take a picture of our whiteboard and we file it away. And then every three years or so, we'll go back, Darlene and I, and we'll pull it out and we'll take a look at it. And we're like, holy shit check mark holy shit check mark and um and the cottage was on there we had completely forgotten that we wrote down that we wanted a cottage and so i say that to say this is that i don't know how it works i just know that it works 100 percent. it's it, there's something about writing it down it's like it's, it's um it's like placing your order to the universe that's exactly what it's like it's like it's literally like walking into a restaurant, the waiter or waitress comes over to you and says, what would you like? Uh, I have the steak and the asparagus and the glass of wine. And then when they leave, the likelihood of that coming back, as long as all those things are there in that restaurant are super high. That's exactly the same way it works when you write things down. And so because of that, I've, I've been able to to drive the car that I, I've, I've decided, like really, literally write down Audi Q5, you know, that, that's, I'm driving it. Sorry. I said, be very specific with what you write down. Right. And, and you go back to the, to the smart goals as well, too. Uh, I'll also talk about another thing about writing things down. I think this is really important. And so somebody will say, okay, well, what, what do you do then when you're driving? And so one of the things that I always do is I will use my phone, Siri, or I don't know what it is for, for the Android. And I'll say, set a reminder to whatever it is tonight at 7 p.m. or tonight at 8 p.m. And so I am always constantly dumping everything that's in my head, everything. Even from I'm sitting down here and I'm working on one of my important tasks. And as I say something small pops into my head, I'm always writing it down, always. Because in that way, it allows me to focus on what's important. And so when I get home, I'll take whatever I recorded in Siri and also dump it into my agenda as well too. So never, ever, ever rely on your memory. It'll fail you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I actually have a, like a terrible memory to begin yeah. with. So 100%, like write it down and, and uh, you know, have a system that, that works for sure. And, you know, it is, it is really cool. And then for those of you that don't know, Gary's cottage is like 12 minutes away from mine and it's awesome. And uh it's great to be cottage neighbors for sure. But, you know, yeah, like that's absolutely. why we do real estate is, is to be able to, you know, enjoy the lifestyle, um, whatever yeah. that is for somebody. And, 
you know, it's most of us don't particularly like dealing with tenants and don't particularly like dealing with, you know, all the hassles that comes with owning property, but with the right systems in place, you know, your, your life can be a lot easier for sure. Um, you know, but, but just to go back, like, you know, you keep having those goals and keep, you know, changing and, 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 uh, creating new goals as, as, uh, things happen. So, you know, I do want to ask you, like, and when you left your corporate world and your corporate job, yeah, you creating those goals. Like, do you have like certain days of the week that you're like, this is just a day for you know you and Darlene or you and the family, or you know, like, do you time block anything in, in particular so that you've got uh, a schedule that is really how you want it to be? Yeah, that's a good question. And so I should have probably talked about that a little bit earlier. And so in the calendar, what we do is we we time block, and so we time block what we want to do in for, for the whole entire week first. Um, and then everything else will then get added into it. So family is important. Uh, dinner is super important to us. So we sit down and we have dinner together, I would say at least three to four times a week, if not more. Um, and, uh, and so, and, or, or exercise. So anything that we, we need to do is in there. And then secondly, Darlene and I will also have a shared calendar. So she, we know exactly what meeting she's in or what meeting I'm in, or if I'm out with a client, because it just makes things so much easier or if I'm hanging out with the boys, whatever it may be, or a cottage weekend, you know, so it's always in there. We always know what's, what, what's happening in each other's lives. It just makes things so much easier um, when you're, when you're using that calendar and when you're time blocking. So time blocking is, is definitely super important for sure. Um, and then the other thing as well, too, while we're on, on time blocking, I think one thing that people get lost in or have a lot of difficulties with and uh and i and i and i face this challenge as well too is, is emails and so how do you handle emails how do you deal with them when they come in and so what i like to do is and again this is things that i've done that helped me there's lots of other systems and processes out there just find something that works for you and so i'm sharing what's, what's worked for me over the years is i will touch my emails three times a day. So I'll touch it usually in the morning sometime around nine, 10. I don't do first thing I used to, and it used to get me stressed out. And then I'd have my coffee and I'm thinking about this damn email that I get to reply back to. So I wake up and I just, I just want to just be in the zone. I mean, either I read or I'll watch television or I'll, I'll go outside, have a cup, just whatever it may be, just to kind of get the creative juices flowing. Then when I get to my email, I'll reply to them. Then I won't look back at it again until later on in the afternoon. And when I say I'm not looking at it, like I'll scan it just to make sure there's nothing urgent in there. Cause I am a realtor. Sometimes something might ur something urgent might come in, but I'm definitely not replying to it. Okay, cool. Nothing urgent. Boom. Um, and then I'll touch it one last time in the evenings, like after dinner. And, uh, and, but when I, when I reply to those emails, I am not replying to them. I'm either just, just putting them into a draft mode because sometimes I'm pissed off. And so those emails may not be what I really want to send. So I need to take a look at it one last time in the morning. <laughs> and a number two, it's also letting other people know that they are not going to hear from me after 4 p.m. That's it, right? And so it also changes the, the conversation, the communication when people are sending me an email. It's like, hey, Gary, look, I know you're really busy because they know that I'm just, I'm just not going to reply back to them unless it's super, super important and it can wait. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. 
Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals. And Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors. And Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome, Dylan. And thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I want to first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, Give us a call or text at 905-592-4220 or check us out at The Right Club or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. Yeah, you never want to get into that vortex of like back and forth emails at like 8 p.m. at night. And uh, yeah. I, I think that's a great strategy. You can, you can type them in and then, you know, when they... Set, schedule them so they, they get sent at like whatever time that works for you the next day. And, and that sounds like a right. great opportunity, but yeah, I do like that. I do like your tip and your strategy on just checking emails three times a day. You talked about the morning when you get up and you do some reading, can you walk us through like, like your morning ritual and you know, how, like how that's changed maybe since you left the corporate world? Yeah. So when I first left, um, I've never read the, the I think there's a book with the 4am club. And I never, I never read that one. I know a lot of people will. 5 a.m. club. Oh, the 5 a.m. club? Okay. Yeah. It, was, it was, whatever it was, it was really early. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so when I first left, I was getting up um, at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And I was getting things done because my back was against the wall. I had no, to me, it felt like I had no choice. And this is what I was doing. And so when I'd wake up then, I was getting to work, I'd grab a coffee, um, and uh, just really grinding it out. After a couple years of doing that, I was getting to the point where I was almost starting to get burnt out because my days were from that time, 4.35 in the morning, and I was going until sometimes 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Not and uh, yeah, it was, it, sorry? Not sustainable in the long term. No, for sure, definitely. And so, um, so today now is definitely not as, as hectic as it used to be. Um, and so I'm usually getting up now around maybe say 6.30, 7 o'clock. Um, I'm not looking at my uh, at any emails whatsoever. I'll go downstairs, I'll grab a coffee, I'll grab a tea. And usually what I enjoy doing is I'll sit down on my couch, I'll watch um, some television, but I'm usually watching educational stuff, more like um, videos on YouTube, people that I subscribe 
too. I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier, like, hey, did you hear about that digital currency stuff? So that stuff is interesting to me because I want to learn, I want to get like five or 10 minutes of what's happening in the market. What's IMF doing? Um, you know, it, where do people think the market's going to go? So I'm really big on the education piece, but little tidbits of information here and there. And then it kind of helps to kind of get the juices flowing. Um, give me some ideas or maybe some videos that I might want to do or some newsletters that I might want to send out. Um, and then I get ready for work and, and I get dressed up. And, and even though I might be here all day, I, I like to dress the part. I like to at least, you know, not put on a tie or, <laughs> or a suit or anything like that. But, um, and, and, and then I start working. I'm usually at my desk by 839. Okay. Right. And then I go right until around, and then I'll go for lunch around maybe say one, two. And then I kind of usually try to close up shop around say four thirty-five, And then I usually get back into it maybe for a couple hours in the evening, depending if we have a webinar or podcast or whatever. Okay. So that's, that sounds like, you know, you've definitely got a, a better grasp and control over your schedule. And, you know, I was like, you too. I woke up at 4am probably for the last year and a half that I was working. And, yep. you know, it was because I wanted to hit the gym at 515. And that was like literally the only class I could do that fit into my schedule. But you, like you need sleep. And, you know, over time that does that does catch up. <laughs> for sure. It does. I mean, it I does. still wake up early, just not four o'clock anymore. Yeah, it was it was really I could feel that it was catching up to me. I could feel that I was starting to get burnt out. I was feel I could feel that things were starting to slowly come off the rails. You know, and um, and even at night, nine, ten o'clock at night, and we I'd, again, I used to be going until one o'clock in the morning sometimes, and I'd have a glass of wine, and then I was drinking, and 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 it it wasn't good. It definitely wasn't good because then you know one glass of wine turns into two, and then all of a sudden you got three, and like oh the juices are flowing, I'm doing really good now, and I'm making all kinds of mistakes, <laughs> right? So I, I I don't like to work that late anymore. I really don't. I'm like hey, that's enough, and the rest can get done tomorrow, and so. Even though here's, I think the one challenge that you, you'll probably have, I think too, is you like, I've got so many things to do and I still have so many things to do, but then it's about narrowing it down and, and prioritizing and that whole 80, 20 rule, you know, just focus on the 20 things that are going to be 80% of the results that you want. Right. A lot of the rest of the stuff is noise because people get caught up on like, oh, well, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Yeah. Busy doesn't always necessarily mean that you're moving in the right direction. Right. Because I, I honestly, you can sit there and you can be busy in emails all day Very true. working on somebody else's questions and their goals and what they need to get done for their dreams. And so don't lose sight of what's important for you and your dreams and focus on that. Not saying that stuff isn't, you know, things that you don't going to get to, but it doesn't mean you got to reply to it ASAP. That's true. I 100% agree. And I, I am, I am going to apply your checking emails three times a day piece. Like I'm starting the time block so that like all of my podcasts moving forward are not on Sundays or not on Fridays anymore, but they're all on Mondays. That's my like meeting with the right club and like podcasting day. And then it just opens up a lot of the rest of the, the week. You know what I'm actually looking forward to? Mm-hmm. is and like you know you're an inspiration when it comes to this but I've only ever been on a vacation like outside of Canada for a week at a time I've never actually gone anywhere for more than 
maybe 10, like, let's just call it maybe 10 days. I'm actually looking forward to like being able to like leave for like two weeks or three weeks or whatnot and not have yeah. to I'm like going to be using up all my vacation or I won't have any left or like confirming with somebody that I can like leave for that long. And I look right. back because I think one of the things that we talked about at one point was how you take those mini retirements and you just go away for like a month or two and then you come right. back. I think that's really cool. Can you share that a little bit more? So I guess I, I give a bit of a backstory to that just in case nobody's heard that one before. So one of the things that I did in the beginning when we first started Smart Home Choices, I got a big Bristol board and I wrote Smart Home Choice in the middle. And I sat down right here in this, in this office with the kids and we wrote down everything that we wanted to get out of Smart Home Choice, how many people we wanted to help. Um, we wanted to make a million dollars every single month. We wanted a mascot. Um, and then we got to the vacation part. I said, how much vacation do you guys want? They said, two months. My like, two months, how about four? I'm like, okay, four. And so from then until even today, we take July and August off and we take uh, December and January off. And so that is really the time that we, we give back to the kids because they knew that, and we knew that what we were trying to start and build was going to take a lot of time away from them. But we also said, but don't worry though, in July and August, we're going to give you back that time. We're going to go to Wonderland. We're going to go and do what you guys want to do. And, and it's like that to today. I mean, even with, um, I mean, my kids don't want to hang out with me as much as they used to. <laughs> That's the other, maybe a little bit unfortunate part, but, um, but we do hang out a lot. And, um, but, but again, I think you can design this if you, if you choose to. And so we do many retirements uh, during those times of the year. And I guess one other thing just to add to that is that like, it's not like we're not doing anything at all. Let me make sure that like, like, we're, we're still working but it's very limited and, and nobody can tell us or make us work if we do not choose to. Those are, those are the times for us. I think that's right. the whole piece of having that freedom that real estate created, right? So like you mm -hmm. choose to add more things or you choose not to add more things. I mean, cause realistically, like, I mean, and even for me, like, yeah, okay, I can be comfortable, but do I just want to be comfortable or do I want to like try to get new goals and, and move into a different, like, you know, bigger, better direction in a, in a sense, right? So like, I don't think I could ever stop. And right. when, you know, it sounds like you're, you're still dabbling in, in a few different things as well and um which is really cool because because we don't want to be stagnant right just because we left our corporate job and you know yes okay the real estate can can definitely help support us but like do i want to do that for the rest of my life at 36 no <laughs> right and, and and even with what i'm doing now i mean i you, you're right you, you don't want to stay stagnant you always want to be growing i think once you start if you do go stagnant or if you start going backwards i think that's where the flame burns out. I think that's where you, you either maybe slip into depression or anxiety where you're, you're not focused on what's important. Right. And so for me, being a realtor and be doing everything that I've done, I'm always slowly trying to shift into new realms and new places because you want to continue to always grow. You know, I got to that point where being a realtor, I, I, you know, sold like 40 plus homes one year and I'm like, I didn't want to do that again. It was great. But that's just, I don't want to do that. Did it? Accomplish it? Cool. And so then I've been, every year, I've been kind of scaling back because I want to like, okay, cool. Let me try this here. I want to do a podcast. Okay, cool. Let's get into maybe into mentorship. Okay, cool. So I don't know where it's going to keep going, but I do know that I'm always going to keep writing things down because I want my whiteboard to always be full. I always want to be striving for, for something new. 
um, and, and something different because I was trying to figure out, it's been about a year. I was talking to friends, like every time I'm at the cottage, you know, and you're, and you're by the fire and you're, and you're having those great talks and you're like, what is the meaning of life? What what's, what is this whole ride all about? And, and I, I could be wrong, but I've boiled it down to two things. It's, it's, it's memories and experiences. Yeah. I think we actually had this talk at my cottage. I don't think we were. Maybe. But I think yeah, possibly. That was there. And it was the three of us. And yeah. that we were saying like, it, it's, that's exactly what it is, right? Experiences and memories at the end of the, yeah. day, the day, you can't take your money with you. Exactly. I don't know if there's a third one in there, but those are the two that I've come up with, Yeah. you know, and, 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 and uh, that, that I enjoy. I mean, I, I was at a friend's cottage this weekend and it was just, you know, we were together laughing and, and making memories. Yeah. Having great experiences. Yeah. That's you it. Know? I mean, I, and I, and I think that's part of why we go back to real estate and say, like, if you can create that freedom and you can create the income that you don't need to be, you know, taking away from those experiences and those memories, right? Like you're, you're, you know, I think there's something to be said about like utilizing real estate and other, you know, there's other things, ways that you can do it too, but like real estate's really how we've been able to do it. And then you can create more of those fun memories. You can create more of those awesome experiences um, and, and that lifestyle, whatever that looks like for you. But like, I think that was for me, the, the biggest contributor is like, I want my time freed to be right. in my control, right? I exactly. still doing something, but I want that control back. Yeah. And uh, there's this great quote. I'm going to share this quote with you. I, I, I love Jim Rohn. I talk about him all the time. I think I've probably said it a few times on, uh, on your podcast as well. But this is a great quote, I think, for your listeners, is um, make a goal to become a millionaire, not for the money, but for the person you'll become to achieve it. And, and it always kind of, I think, goes back to your goals. And, and even when you get to the goals, it doesn't matter what you want, if it's you know, the, the money, the car, whatever it is that you cheat, you achieve, it's not that. That's, that's not what's important. And it took a little while for me to figure that out. I'm like, oh, it's the actual journey. It's, it's, it's the person that you become. Because this person over here is, is, is the one that figured everything else out to get over here, right? But this person that's over here, it, there's no way they could do it because they haven't gone on that journey yet. And that's what I think it's all about, writing down what you want, writing down that path and not to be scared you know, the best experiences in life is, is, is on the other side of fear. That's the only way to really have lots of experiences and just, and, and, and the thrill it's on the other side of fear, right? I always say it's darkest before dawn, right? Just before you're about to get to that breakthrough, you, you got to go through that dark. And then at the dawn, that's where you get that beautiful sun sunrise. Yeah, I was reading something, I can't remember which book it was, but it's it's with the fear and stepping out of your comfort zone that you and the, and the problems that you can overcome and accomplish that creates the happiness, right? If you have no problem, if you think about it, if you have no problems and no issues to ever try to solve and resolve, like, are you really right. happy just to be stagnant? No, you need something and you need to feel accomplished, right? You need to be like, cool, like I had this hurdle and this happened and I was able to do this and this and from it, I was able to now have much more growth opportunity or, you know, I'm just a different person because I learned all about this. And that, like that, I think that creates part of the happiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? People who are successful are people that are good at 
solving larger problems. Mm-hmm. That you know that that's 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 what it is, right? So the problems that you can solve, the problems that I can solve, is because we've been solving lots of problems, you know, uh, w- within real estate or at your job or whatever it may be, and and so you've got you've taken yourself out of the comfort zone. Listen, Sarah, a couple of years ago, there's no way I could do a podcast with you without knowing the questions ahead of time. I would have I would have lost my shit. I'm like, what? Okay, well, what are the questions? Send me the questions over, and then I'd write things. I was actually writing questions down because like now I just wing it at each time. But like, I was like preparing my questions ahead of time. So I'm like, I don't know what this, like what to ask. And, but same thing, right? Just <laughs> yeah. And, and now you just, it, because now it's just a conversation. It's a conversation and it'll go wherever it needs to go um, based on, you know, what we think is important or what, what we think that the listeners want to want to hear. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man, I, there's no way I could do this a couple of years ago, but again, though, it's hours and hours and hours. And we've just done it so many times now that we feel comfortable doing this. Right. We just did one like last week in, in, in the office. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and- I think it's, it's so fun. Like that is probably one of the best things I've ever done. Like in the, if, I had to look at back in the last five years, what did I start and do that? I'm the, you know, I'm the most happy I started is the, like podcasting. I think it's, it's the, mm-hmm. the most amount of doors, the most amount of opportunities and also help the most amount of people um, versus me having one-on-one conversations. Like well, you can't, right. Being able right. to, to, to share, like you come on and you're able to share some of your insights with others. Like there's no way I could have done this if it wasn't for, for a platform like this. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I enjoy doing this. I really do. I enjoy sharing the information. I enjoy learning. I love asking questions because I just want to know how did you do it or what are you doing or what do you think? I love the prediction stuff as well, too. Like, what do you think is going to happen in, 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 the, in, the, in the near future, right, with real estate or, or the market? But yeah, it, it, the podcasts are great. It's a, it's a, great, um, it's a great medium to, to kind of teach yourself and to teach other people. And I think that's what it's always about, right? You know, um, the greatest value is not what you get. It's what you become. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good quote. On that note, Gary, I do have a yoga class that I'm doing in like a few minutes. So we're going to go <laughs> to our, our lightning round, but I'm sure you'll come on the podcast at some other point because um, right. now that I'm retired, I, I, I schedule yoga midday. <laughs> okay. This week's lightning round is brought to you by usproperties.ca. Are you looking to invest in turnkey US real estate that provides exceptional cash flow and appreciation? If so, reach out to James at james at usproperties.ca or visit the company website, usproperties.ca for more information. Question number one, here's our lightning round. Question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book ever? It's gotta be Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's the, you know, open my, uh, open my eyes. It wasn't so much, it wasn't so much practical stuff. It was more, it was more of a, like thinking differently. Yeah, absolutely. Question number two, other than ours, what is your favorite podcast? Hmm. I like Brian Rose, London, London Real. I've been really enjoying those, uh, those podcasts lately. Okay. Awesome. Number three, what do you do for fun other than real estate now that you are, retired from the corporate life i love flying around on the sea dude nah you know what actually my boat my boat's more fun i enjoy that <laughs> nice yeah all right question number four if you lost everything tomorrow your assets how would you start again 
I would, uh, I'd do the exact same thing that I did in the beginning. Right. I, and I, and I'd, I'd grow it faster because I have the skill sets now. I'm not scared to lose anything because yeah. I, I don't, I don't really even own it. Really. I can get it back. So that's the best thing about the mindset piece mindset and you know they're not going to strip your strip your education and your knowledge away either right so no this it's a matrix right once you take that pill you can't unsee and unlearn awesome last question if somebody has fifty thousand dollars they want to get started and they want to one day retire as well how would you suggest they go about it i would say get a mentor you could spend maybe under 10 for sure. And the, and the rest have that mentor teach you and educate you on the type of homes to, to, to purchase and where. All right, awesome. Gary, where can my listeners reach out and find out more about you? Uh, so if they want to learn more about they, me, they could uh, email me at gary at smarthomechoice.ca. And, uh, and I also just launched a new website, garyhibbert.ca. So they can definitely learn a lot more about me there as well too. Very cool. Any final last words of advice before we go? Whiteboard, most, the single most important thing that changed my whole entire life, the whiteboard. I, there's, there's nothing else and, 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 and mindset. Cool. Awesome. Gary, thanks for being a, a returning guest of, I don't know how many times you've been on the <laughs> podcast, but it's always a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks for having me and uh, continue doing what you're doing. You're an amazing and uh, you're, you're inspiring to others. So thank you. Thanks, Gary. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked. And also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.